This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Jouar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Thursday, January 16th, 2019, and my guest is Max Weinbach of XDA Developers. Hi, Max. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, lots of rumors this week, and it's kind of coincidental I have you on. I wasn't planning on doing it this way, but you were awesome this week with the leaks and the news and everything around the Galaxy S20, which I think is pretty clearly what it's going to be called, right? Oh, yeah. It's definitely the S20. S20, S20 Plus, and S20 Ultra. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, so, do you want to just give us a quick overview of what the leaks entail, what your kind of analysis and takeaways on this? Um, and I would love to chime in as well. So by all means, just start. Like, Give us a kind of rundown of what to expect, you know, for those people. I mean, we've covered the S20 so far and S11 before that uh, in the show, but I kind of want you to maybe give us a like quick rundown summary. So um, basically it is the flagship phone of flagships um it's got the best specs uh and in my leaks we've got i've leaked specs pictures uh information on the cameras just about everything so it's gonna have the best specs 12 gigs of ram across all three well technically five models with the maxed out version of the s20 ultra getting a crazy 16 gigs of ram right which is just insane. Do we know uh, and, for sure it's going to be called the Ultra then? Is this, is this a, do yeah, you have a good hunch uh, on that? The, the official name, I've seen some leaked promo docs. Those actually haven't been posted, but I've seen some of those. It's called the Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra 5G. Got it. Um, and so there's a plus as well and a regular. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So there's okay. going to be a regular, yep. a regular 5G, a plus and a plus 5G. Then the Ultra 5G. And the Ultra is only 5G, of course. Yeah, right. they're only doing 5G for that Do one. We and know... I have a hunch that'll uh-huh. be Snapdragon only. I see. Uh, the, the, the top one. Yeah, right. I think that'll be Snapdragon only. Because it's, yeah, 5G only. Uh, and so the 4G versions uh, presumably will have Exynos then. Yeah, so in the US, we're only getting the Snapdragon versions. And in other countries where regulatory issues, holdups with 5G are happening, or there's just no 5G network, they will be launching the LTE with the Exynos processor. Got it. That's pretty exciting. So uh, in terms of naming S20 for sure, we got regular plus and ultra. Exynos on the 4G, 5G versions for all three, except no 4G for the top. We got that so far. What else do we know uh, in terms of, you said 16 gigs of RAM. Is this only on the top end model then? Yeah, that'll likely only be for the like highest end model of the ultra. And currently I'm hearing two different rumors. One says it'll be 512 gigs of UFS 3 storage for 16 gigs of RAM, or it might be one terabyte of UFS 3 storage for 16 gigs of RAM. Well, there has been that one chip that they made that was a terabyte uh, chip, wasn't there? I I think they said like late 2019 they were going into production. Yeah, so that would would totally fit perfectly, yeah. Uh, What else do we know in terms of, do you know anything on displays? Yes, so all three displays are going to have a maximum refresh rate of 120 hertz at a resolution of 3200 by 1440. 
So there are 2K displays at 120 hertz. Do you think they're going to use variable frequency on this because of battery life, or do you think it's going to be pegged? So it's not going to be locked into 120 hertz. When you enable the 120 hertz mode, only the system animations and certain apps you can select will be 120 hertz. Got it. So it'll be very similar to the Pixel. But is it gonna is it gonna drop down to just ninety hertz instead of sixty? Is what I'm saying. Like no, you know, what I'm saying sixty. No, 60. Oh. It'll be it'll See, be either be sixty or one twenty. See, that's a bummer. I got my Pixel 4 XL locked at at 90 hertz. And yeah, I know I'm getting a bit of a battery life hit. But man, after being on a OnePlus for so long, it's just like there's nothing. I don't want to go back to 60 hertz ever. I don't care if I'm just navigating the UI. How do you feel? I, I agree. I am a gamer. So I use higher refresh rate monitors. So yeah. my main monitor that I use for everything is 240 hertz. Wow. So I was at CS and saw some 360 hertz displays there. Oh, those looked insane. I'm really excited for I mean, sorry, I'm attention. I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. That's fine. But 90 hertz is nice. It's not a huge difference from 60, but it's nice. 120 is a big boost up. So I can pretty easily switch between 90 and 60, but I don't know if I can go from 120 back down to 60. I can't do 60 anymore. Not on my main phone. It's not happening. I hope they have a setting where you can peg it down to 90. I, I don't, I mean, I, 120 is nice. I'll take it for, especially for gaming. But honestly, if they could let me select 90 and then a specific applications that I can like force to 120 or something, I'll be, that's what I really want. Even if it costs me a little on battery life. I mean, it's not like Samsung flagship phones in the last year have suffered on battery life, right? I think I, that they've got yeah. that down now. So I, I'm not worried if I throw away 5% of my battery life on running at 90 hertz all the time. That's my opinion though. Yeah, I'm somewhat concerned about battery life on the s 20 Are you? What, if, that, what do we know the, of the capacity? What, what is it looking like? So S20, 4,000 milliamp hours. S20 plus, 4,500. S20 Ultra, 5,000. Well, that should be enough. I mean, remember, the Snapdragon 865 is going to be further more efficient than uh, the uh, 855. Wasn't the 865, weren't they giving either like a 25% performance boost or 25% Efficiency boost? I think it was Wasn't up to both. the OEM to choose? No, I, I think, remember. I mean, even if you chose and you did the middle, you'd get 10% on both sides. That's pretty good. That's true. I mean, so here's my thing. Do we know the display sizes and whether they're uh, waterfall displays or they're flat? So they're 2.5D glass, basically flat. Okay. Oh, so no more, of that, no more of that waterfall stuff that Samsung is so well known for? That's weird. No, it's, an, I, it's really a shame. I really like the curved displays on the Note 10 and S10s. Huh. I'm not a big fan myself, but I have to say that I'm surprised that's such a Samsung brand thing. Yeah. That they would drop that. So all three of them. And what are the screen sizes as far as you know? Uh, 6.2, 6.7, 6.9. So the 6.2 is going to be... Kind of is that small? That's bigger than the 10e S10e, right? Yeah, S10e I believe is 5.8. Yeah, so that's ah, so that's too bad that they're not making a small one. So because if you're going by if you're going by pure width, the yeah. width of the S20 is equal to the S10, S20 plus is equal to the S10 plus, and Note 10 is equal to the S20 Ultra. They're just Got much it. taller. Oh, interesting. Uh, and so let's talk cameras. You know, I'm a big imaging person. That's my thing. You're, you're a gamer. I'm, I'm all about taking photos and videos and things. Uh, what do we know on the camera systems? So they will all have a triple camera with uh-huh. the two higher up, the plus and the ultra, also getting time of flight. Okay, so uh, four. So, yeah, basically four, but uh, 
I've been I've been in the group of not considering time of flight cameras an extra. No, camera I, I don't either. It's kind of useless. Yeah, it's useless. It, but I mean, you know, yeah. some it depends. Actually, okay, the way I look at it personally is if they use a lens and a camera to do it, I can I qual it qualifies as a camera to me. If they're using a depth sensor like an infrared projector sort of deal, you know. Um, yeah. that technically has a camera that's infrared as well. It's, 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 you know, it's a little, there's a bit of blurriness there. Samsung in the, you know, 5G models of their phones, uh, the S10 and the Note 10 uh, did use a time of flight camera. I think it was the S10 5G. S10 um, 5G, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that doesn't count to me as a camera. It's, it's literally a, a depth sensor, not a camera. Um, yeah. And so and that's how I distinguish them. So if I see an actual real lens back there, dumb you know two megapixel or five megapixel you know rgb camera that's used with some smart image processing to calculate depth and gives you some parallax i call that a camera even though it's kind of stupid and not really used for anything but portraits but if it's like a complicated you know time of flight type deal then i call it a sensor i i it's like splitting the difference i guess yeah pretty i yeah what, what about the front? Do we know anything about the front camera? And is there going to be front, a hole punch or are we looking at a different setup now? We're looking at a hole punch. Uh, it's the 10 megapixel sensor. It should. So I actually heard something earlier today. The S20 Ultra will use a, is apparently going to use a 40 megapixel sensor and they're going to bin that down to 10. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I'm not 100% okay. sure about the credibility of that one, but I have confirmed on the S20 and S20 Plus. It will actually be the same sensor as the S10 and Note 10, uh, so 10 that's megapixels. And I mean, it will support 4K 60 FPS. Okay, good. That's that's you definitely have to uh, catch up with the Jonesies here with Apple, right? But um, yeah. th it's interesting to me because I I think that I buy that 40 megapixel rumor for the front for the Ultra. Since a lot of Chinese phones have 60 or oh, sorry 32 megapixel front cameras that been down to eight. So even Samsung not, does. Yeah, does on on what the A series? Uh, the lights, the new light. Ah, oh, the lights. Oh, right, the lights. I keep forgetting about those stupid, completely crazy spec phone. Like crazy in terms of like they don't make sense at all. Those specs, you know, headphone jack on the S10, no headphone, uh, headphone jack on the Note 10, no headphone jack on the S10, and all that stuff. Uh, we covered that in the last two shows at CS. I was scratching my head about those phones so hard. They really I seem like no compliance phones to me. I mean, you're pretty connected to your sources at Samsung. It feels to me like, oh, look, it's December 31st. We should announce a phone before the end of the year that's called S10 Lite and Note 10 Lite so that we meet our quotas of whatever number of parts we need to sell for whatever reason or something. It, it's just yeah, weird to me. That's basically what it's going to be. Right. And I, mean, I feel yeah. like that's partly... I feel like that whole idea is also why, like, the new Galaxy Fold is a Snapdragon 855 instead of an 865. Exactly. Well, let's talk about that folding phone in a minute, but I want to continue on talking yeah. about those cameras. What do we know about the cameras on the back of those three phones in terms of... So... Uh, because there's been a lot of discussion with Samsung making that 64 megapixel sensor. Then there's been talk of a 1.8 micron, like, 12 megapixel sensor. What's your intelligence telling you? So we got both actually. Ah. The um the zoom lens is a 64 megapixel sensor with okay. three times like optical zoom and yeah. you'll be able to zoom a total of 64 uh sorry 30 times. And that's optically stabilized. Please tell me it's optically stabilized. I believe so. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh the main sensor is going to be that 1.8 micron pixel size uh 12 megapixel sensor. That's actually that's the Sony rock. IMX 555. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I've got 
all the uh, specific sensor names somewhere. Wow. They're written down somewhere. I just have. What about the ultra wide? What are we looking at there? That is a 12 megapixel uh, sensor. Regular, I'm not sure like... the, yeah, I'm not sure the specs of that, but it is going to be same 123 degree wideness at 12 megapixels instead of 16 like the S10 and Note 10 has. Well, that's good. I mean, honestly, I'd rather have larger pixels on that um, than too yeah. much res. Um, a good compromise is obviously what Huawei's doing on the Mate 30 Pro, right? Which is like using a very yeah. similar sensor to the main sensor, but I think that gets really expensive really fast. And it's, a, it's also I, not that wide. Yeah, and I feel like one of the areas that's always been kind of like a letdown on all of our phones with triple cameras lately and I know we always demand more because we're like that, right? You know, it never yeah. ends progress. Um, but the thing that's been vexing me is that we always get, you know, aperture, worse apertures, right? Like um, larger f-stop numbers uh, on, on the telephotos, obviously, because optics are optics. But then yeah. we get a crappier sensor in terms of low light performance. So I'm glad to see the 64 megapixel sensor on the on the zoom lens because that that the bidding works it's it's real like yeah it makes a definitely. difference and uh and also it you know it's interesting because in good light this would allow you to do some crazy hybrid zoom because you have 64 megapixels to start with plus a three times optical lens yeah. on there um and then i i'm a bit bummed to see it just a 12 megapixel on the um on the ultra wide because in low light again with those f stops it's gonna be hurting a bit unless they put 1.4 micron pixels on that uh i which think i don't know if i'll have to will. look into the uh, sense i'll have to look into the sensor uh which but sensors be, for the ultra wide yeah though. they'll it, be interesting yeah. i have seen a couple of image samples from my source and it does look like they're actually improving their color science a lot as well it very it, it reminds me something from a pixel they really need to, I mean, I want a CN Android phone and I hope Samsung can pull it off that matches the iPhone in terms of consistent color science between the three lenses. Like the iPhone yeah. 11 and 11 Pro series are just mind-bogglingly good at, you know, you switch lens and you don't notice. If you're recording video, I did this, I did an interview uh, at CS where, uh, you know, because as a talking head, it was getting a little boring. And of course I panned a little bit you know, physically, but then I zoomed in and out between the ultra wide and the regular and it's uncanny watching the result. It's so perfect. Like there's no difference in color science. It looks exactly the same. And yeah. that's what we want. That's the level of, I mean, Huawei is really the worst at that, in my opinion. They've oh, gotten better with I software agree. updates, but like, oh my God, like the difference in color science is like, I don't, like, I just started using a Mate 30 Pro. So I won't judge it just too much yet, but the P30 Pro, which is, you know, I'm familiar with, it's like the back of my hand. They're in basically terms of the same, Like, it's crazy the difference in, in white balance by default between the three lenses. Oh, And yeah. I know a lot of it I've has had, to do with that RYYB sensor and stuff, but, bleh, you know? Yeah. I've had the Mate 30 Pro since October, and yeah. I can tell you it is not a huge upgrade over the P30 Pro. But that ultra wide with 40 megapixels, pretty sweet. It's just not that, it is, it's definitely nice to have, but it just isn't wide enough. For yeah, you're right. It's useful. not wide enough. Um, so, okay. So this is pretty awesome. What else? No headphone jack on you on any of these, right? No, it's gone. Well, that's it's, not surprising. Uh, but, actually, but a lot of people are going to be butthurt by that, I think. Oh, definitely. hundred uh, percent. I, I. Unfortunately, I look at the Android subreddit way too much. <laughs> it is a terrible subreddit. But um, they, a lot of people in the comments were saying, no headphone jack, no buy. And I'm like, 
Yeah, Just good luck with it. that. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna buy it. There's no way yeah. you're not buying it. You you're just lying. You're just whining. I'll read it. Um, also, uh, what else do we know? Any anything that stands out? Wireless charging, of course. Do we know anything on charging yeah. speeds on these phones? Uh, 25 watt minimum, and the ultra will support 45 watts. And this is 25 watt wireless or 25 watt? Uh, 25 wired? watt wired. It's okay. Samsung's. You, uh, I think they did USB power delivery 3.0 with yeah, EPS. PD. Good. And, and then, it's that it's actually really fast, even at 25 watts. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've, I I I've noticed that the Note 10 was pretty decent at charging for a change. I don't remember the S10. I don't think I didn't really get to use the S10 that long because they S10 never, was 15 watt adapted. Then, fast yeah, that's probably why it wasn't that great. Uh, what about wireless? Do we know anything about their wireless charging? I not sure. Um, they did just release wireless fast wireless charging 2.0 with the Note 10. Right, and that had basically no difference between before. So it's probably right? gonna, yeah, it's it's probably fifteen. Which, yeah, honestly, that's fine. I mean, I'm just asking because you know, as you know, Huawei is just what twenty seven, and Xiaomi does thirty yeah. now, and they're all duking yeah. it out in the wireless charging space. I think it's good that they're duking it out. Competition is healthy. I'm personally not attached to you know uh, wireless charging a hundred percent. I love it. I have it. I if I have it, I use it. It's nice. Sometimes I miss it when I don't have it. But I'm not going to cry over not having it. And I'm not certainly not going to cry over not having it uh, at high speed, right? Like 10 watt, I'm yeah. happy, you know. Uh, but wire charging is where I really want some oomph. And to me, anything around 25 to 45 is sweet, right? So Yeah, and luckily we're getting that. Yeah, we're getting that more and more. I think that, that I'm really excited to see that everybody's pretty much doing that now. Uh, and I'm more excited that uh, Samsung's doing it using PD, not proprietary stuff like Huawei and OnePlus, right? Yeah. Um, or Oppo. Except and by no the way, you know, no one makes on. adapters for that power, uh, for the, I know, that power I know it's, it's like a jungle. It's like, I got a gift from Huawei for, for the holidays. They're really nice. They send me a little card saying, Hey, thanks for, you know, our relationship. And I love the Huawei folks. I have a really long time, good relationship with them and I love their products. Uh, but they sent me a, uh, proprietary, you know, their proprietary fast charging, uh, adapter for the car, which is cool because, I, every now and then I can now fast charge. I just have to find this adapter. And that's the problem, right? It's like, I, I basically carry four, four adapters in my bag at all times. And um, two of them are PD, like up to 45 watt, I think. I have, I have universal PD chargers. Yeah. And then two of them are the Huawei charger and the OnePlus one, because I always have... A, a Huawei Honor device somewhere around and a OnePlus device somewhere around and I want yeah. to fast charge it. I and mean, it's a pain that I have to carry those two. I'd rather have, instead of those two, I'd rather carry a third PD charger. But, you know, I do get a little bit of extra speed on using the proprietary chargers. And also OnePlus charger charges Oppo phones, right? They're compatible. So uh, Oppo and- yeah. It's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, I know they're the same parent company. Like, you know, I don't like, they don't like to... Th- to hear it that it's a the BBK, BBK thing, it's right? a, the BBK yeah. umbrella but it's interesting because I have not been able to fast charge a Vivo phone um, with their fast charge system uh, uh, using the OnePlus and Oppo chargers but Oppo and OnePlus seem pretty much equivalent in terms of charging uh, speeds uh, if you use the the fastest charger you can um, oh, yeah. so that's interesting uh, yeah and Huawei on of course it's exactly the same charger we know that oh um, yeah it's their phones are basically 
the same. I love how they like to pretend that they're two different companies because I'm just like, are you nuts? Like, seriously, we love you, but like, come on, stop pretending. Just admit yeah. you have a second brand. It's meant to you for youth and and whatever your marketing decides it is. And I'm I'm 100 on board to support that in yeah. my messaging when I write stories. But don't give me that BS that you're two separate companies. Stop it already. Like, yeah. it's crazy. It's <laughs> also I've noticed just from my personal experience with it. Huawei phones are usually great quality, but I've noticed with um, Honor phones, they usually are a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Just all around. And that does make sense. They are actually, in price, they're also cheaper phones. I mean, you know, it's not like they're much worse, right? They're usually a yeah. little thicker, a little heavier, um, maybe a little... I don't think the build in quality and finish and is generally worse, but I feel like they're a little... Um, you know, definitely cutting some corners and, and that's fine because the prices reflect that. And I think that's actually very good that they're making it so yeah. much, much more affordable. It's I I'm a huge fan. It's it's kind of like if Huawei. It's so I would compare Huawei and Honor to Samsung. Honor would be like the A series for Samsung. Well, Huawei had like the S and notes. Yeah, basically, totally. So back to the Samsung for a second. Uh, what else do we know about this ES20 series? Uh, I think you've given us pretty much everything. Oh, Processor wait. RAM. No, we missed the um, oh, S20 oh. Ultra cameras. Oh, I thought we talked about those. Those are separate. No, those are separate. Those are oh, different. Oh, please do tell. I'm rubbing my hands right now. 108 megapixel main sensor. Oh, boy. Uh, 60. So it's a 48 megapixel optical zoom uh, with the periscope. With up Boo. to a hundred times zoom. Boo. All right. So I wonder if it's using one, the main sensor as well for that. It's going to be hybrid between the 48 megapixel and 108. Uh-huh. And so they'll be able to take 48 megapixel shots out of the zoom and then crop in. So yeah. it'll be, yeah. you'll have a lot more pixels to work with, which is why yeah. they can go. Yeah, no, uh, I get it. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And what about it's the ultra wide? Still the same thing? 12 megapixels. And yeah, that, that also has time of flight. Of course. Interesting. So what we're looking at is their their new 108 megapixel sensor, basically, right? That's yeah. Them, it's right? actually a different one than the uh, Xiaomi Mi Note 10. Huh. Well, remember the Xiaomi Mi Note 10 sensor was custom made for Xiaomi with Samsung. Yeah. It's kind of like you know the Microsoft Surface Pro X has a SQ1 or whatever they call it processor that Microsoft had custom made for them by Qualcomm, but it's basically a Qualcomm Snapdragon 8CX with yeah. i think more cash and maybe a slightly higher clock speed on the gpu or something i mean we don't yeah. know the details i just thought i read these are the rumors i think i read somewhere um you know uh, spewing out into from my mouth onto the microphone please do not quote me on those numbers <laughs> but i think i think it's yeah. the same deal and i totally get that i think we're going to see more and more uh, of these kind of custom partnerships i mean there's a big custom partnership that very few people talk about is how you know the the, the 11 pro displays are made by samsung right yeah um, on, for Apple. So that's obviously not public or, you know, Apple doesn't talk about it, but everybody knows and uh, that's yeah. the way it goes. If it's a good looking display, it's it's Samsung. I don't care. Exactly. Those displays are great. Uh, do we know anything yeah. about the software? Are they going to mess that up? Uh, it's actually One UI 2.1 and okay. it's basically the same as the Note 10 and S10 on Android. Shouldn't and be too offensive. Like, then. Okay, good. I uh, actually really like One UI. 
it's not bad. I just still feel like it's a little too Samsung-y, you know? I agree, but that's it's but that you'd become less that. of a downside. Oh, lately. it's definitely nothing I can complain about now. And like in the past I would just be like, ah Samsung UI from hell. But um what about uh no big speed button, I hope? Nope. Uh, it's gonna be like the Note 10, except shifted to the other side. So this is kind of crazy to me that power. they I never thought I thought they were going to dig in on this Bixby thing. They are uh, seeming so to kind of relax are. that a bit. There's a they bit of a detente there. Yeah, the Bixby. So power button holding on the power button by default. default Nobody does that, Max. Nobody cares. Know. You know that, right? Like, so the fact that they removed the physical button, though, is a big step for Samsung. Congratulations, Samsung, for being reasonable. Yeah, this is what I'm gonna I would say. be fine if they kept it and just allowed it to be either Google Assistant or Bigsby. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, well, I think we've got a pretty good uh, sense of what to expect there. Wow, thanks so much for, uh, like, first of all, for your awesome connections and uh, for sharing that with the rest of us and, and, and scooping everyone. I think it's yeah, pretty exciting. Um, and, oh, 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 one thing before we go. Ult, uh, ultrasonic displays, fingerprint yep. sensor on all three same still? As the, okay. It's the same sensor as the S10 and Nota. It's not the bigger one that Qualcomm just announced at the developer, uh, at the, sorry, at the uh, tech summit in yeah in Maui, right? Because that one's like Unfortunately, it isn't. huge. Oh, well, that's yeah, next that year, folks. Massive. Or the Note 10. Oh, sorry, the Note I'm 20? thinking it's the Note 20. No See, 20. but oh my no God. one else will be able to use that sensor because I, I last I heard, Samsung had an ex- exclusivity deal with Qualcomm on that ultrasonic technology. That is so strange. Uh, why? Like, honestly, I mean, I don't care. Uh, it, it seems to work okay. They had a few stumbles this year with that, though, huh? It was, or last year, I should say. Yeah, it was, that was a fast. I didn't find that to be a huge deal. It was fixed no, neither, in like a week. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. It's just interesting that it happened. I found that a bit weird because Qualcomm is yeah. usually on top of this stuff. I would have expected that on a Vivo phone, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, uh, next Galaxy rumors, if you want to tell us what you know about this. Okay, first of all, the naming. There is a clamshell phone from Samsung, a folding phone, that's going to be very similar to the Moto Razor that we just saw in December. Um, and it's going to be uh, potentially called the galaxy bloom or the z flip which is max what is max saying about that z flip okay so bloom is an internal code name you think yeah so bloom i have confirmed through multiple software sources hardware sources just me actually looking through those and actual sources at samsung it the the code name for that device is bloom the code name for the s20 is actually hubble Uh, interesting but the s the Z Flip is called Bloom, so whenever they mention it internally, they call it the Galaxy Bloom, because that's just an easy way to call it that. Right. It blooms open like a lovely flower in the summertime. Exactly. See? There you go. That was your little uh, Shakespearean experience of the day. Terrible. I didn't even try to make your British accent there. I, <laughs> I don't think that came across right at all. I apologize in advance to all my listeners for being a dork, Okay. Um, so tell me about the Z Flip. Uh, the Z, what, what do they mean by Z? Because Z implies two folding spots. I honestly this have would no be idea the what the L Flip or the S, S, well, A I don't V-flip? know. V Flip, yeah, thank you. The, the Z Flip naming does not make, the flip part makes sense because, you know, you yeah. flip it open, you flip it close, and, but the Z part, I don't get. I was 
talking to Narav a couple days ago, and we essentially, when we were discussing the foldables, we just ended up calling them the flip in the fold. So I right. wish Samsung yeah. would have just called it the Galaxy Flip in the Galaxy Fold. Yeah, yeah. I think that would make more sense. So what do we know about these phones? You have all of the rumors all the time on this yep. as well, pretty much. So give us the give us the, the details, please. So we will have a front camera one un when opened, uh, ten megapixel, same as the S10 Note 10 S20. In a notch or in a hole? Hole, hole okay. in the folding display, which is Ooh. interesting to me. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you uh, you know Samsung, you, they can make all the displays in the world, so whatever. Yeah. And then on the uh, the cameras on the rear, um, I was actually just told today it is. Are they the rear megapixels. or the front? Like you know how the both? the razor kind of both. It oh. depends on how you have it open. Hold it. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's when it's closed, it's the front. When it's open, it's the rear. Got it. Okay, understood. So it's like the yeah. razor. It's like the razor because there's a little display Basically. in the front, right? And then the cameras yeah. are below or above that display. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Samsung has a small display, but uh, cameras first. It's two twelve megapixels. Uh, it's the same. It's uh, likely an ultra wide and main sensor setup. Basically, taking those two sensors from the S twenty and moving them to the uh, Z Flip. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah. What about processor? Okay, let's maybe let's not talk about this. The hardware inside. Let's talk about the display because obviously it's a folding screen. Is it bigger or smaller than the Razer? Do we know anything about the size uh, of it? I believe it's six point seven inches. Uh, and the Razer is six point two, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, so it roughly gives us a feel for for what it looks like, and then, uh, it's so presumably this holds flat for change, right? Kind of like I what Razer was able to achieve. Moto really did a good job of that change. I don't know if you ever played with the Razer, but I have not had a chance. I, I was at the um at their press briefing in LA, and wow, like. The, me the, the, the mechanics of this folding display, just like if you're a bit of a nerd and engineer, they're going to make you really excited. Like, and so I'm wondering yeah. how, uh, you know, Samsung's going to pull it off because on the fold, it's, it really feels like a kludge, like something got whipped together in a lab at the last minute, even though they know they spent 10 years doing it or whatever they claim, but it feels yeah, really it's... janky. Whereas the, well, the, the razor just feels like such a refined hinge system, you know? Yeah. So it will be, the hinge on the Z Flip is a more refined version of the Galaxy Fold's hinge. So this but one will actually be able flat, to, right? It does. I believe it does. I okay. haven't seen, I haven't heard specifics, but I was told it should fold flat. Um, it's also going to be able to stop at 90 degrees. So you'll be able to fold it at 90 degrees to have it just open and you'll be able to stand it up. So let's say you want to record a selfie video or do a video call. You could put it flat. Uh, you could put it down on a table and we'll be able to stand at 90 degrees and everything will crop up to like the top part of the display that's, you can right. see when it's folded. It's a display. It's a kickstand. It's a folder. It's a flip. Sorry. I'm just yeah, marketing in my just, head here. It is it so whips, much. It slices. It dices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. Oh, it's also ultra thin glass. Oh, so it's glass. It's not plastic. Kind of. It well, both. it's coated in glass, I think, probably. It's it's actually... So they're using a thin piece of glass with plastic on top. Interesting. So it's a thin film glass. Good. Yeah, I, I knew Corny yeah. was working on that, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's uh, happening. Well, okay, so it's going to make at least it be way more durable than the terrible fold durability. 
You know, I uh, have the Galaxy Fold. I bought one day one. Uh, Perfectly fine still. Oh, good. But I mean, it it's does. Been, it's it's you have to treat it with kid's glove, I feel. I, you know, I people don't do I've that. Treated mine. I've been pretty harsh on it and it's been fine. I was surprised. Okay. Well, I've just seen, you know, I've seen both sides. I've seen people yeah, having no course. issues like you. And then I've seen like a few people that have lost pixels here and there uh, from like, accidentally poking it with their fingernails sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I've seen the same thing. It's so, you, you, once you get in the habit of treating it a little bit different than a normal phone, it just becomes second nature. But it's hard for people like us when we're switching between phones every day to get right. used to one specific type. Totally. So what about the camera specs on that quote-unquote rear camera? Is that one? Is that two? That's three? What is it? Two cameras. 12-12. 12 ultra-wide. ultra-wide? Okay, so it's like the S10e, basically. Basically, and it's going to likely have the same sensors from the S20. Right, yeah, that makes perfect. And that's good enough, honestly. Um, And then battery, do we know? 3,300 milliamp hours. Yeah, probably divided into two batteries split across the two sides. It's not going to be even this time, though. It's one of them's going to be 900. And the other one's going to be like 2,400. Well, Max, you do have to put the quote-unquote motherboard somewhere. That's true. Right? So it's probably yeah. the 900 is on the side where the motherboard is. And that's probably yeah, the, and that's... the main side. And the display side has the uh, other disc thing. Yeah. Or it could be the other way around simply because there's already a display on the outside and a camera on the outside of the lid. So that probably takes up a lot of real estate. And so that's probably where the smaller battery is along with the motherboard. And then the bottom part is just basically the big mother, big battery, the secondary. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But that's, you know, that's again an engineering issue I'm not too concerned with. Uh, Snapdragon 855, 865, 765. That's interesting. I would have expected that to be a 765, you know, with 5G, right? They're going LTE for this one. And Ooh. I kind of don't blame them. No, of course. But still, I mean, battery. it probably has been in battery. development for a while. It's kind of like the the, the Razer. You know, I expect yeah. Samsung has learned from the Fold and probably was going to launch this in the fall. And then they're like, oh, let's uh, make sure we got our ducks lined up so in a row here. the original rumor I heard about this one, this one was supposed to launch with the Note, Note 10. Wow. But after the whole Fold fiasco when yeah. it first came out. So that explains the specs. pushed it back. Yeah. Cool. And also, I think it's because of the battery, because 5G is not power efficient oh, yeah, right now. Oh, yeah, right. It's the battery life we have to worry about. Yep, yep. You can't run that off. Of, you can't run 5G well, off 3,300. It does depend hours. on what you're running, right? If you're running low band, you're probably okay. Like my OnePlus. Oh, they're running both. It's dual band, uh, millimeter wave and uh, sub-6 low. Like On mid-band. the S20s? It's going to yeah, be both? it's going to be everything. It's going to be everything. There you go, on the full on power of, of the X55. On all of them, huh? Interesting. Yeah. So what about microSD on the Z Flip? And and as a related thing, what about microSD on the uh, S20s? So I don't know for sure if what the Z Flip will have uh, in terms of eSIM, normal SIM, and microSD. But the S20s will... I, be, I know for sure the S20 Plus and S20 Ultra have microSD. I'm not sure about that smaller one. Yeah, I don't know if the flip even needs it frankly i'm just more like uh it just reminded me like we talked about the headphone jack going on the s20s and i realized oh micro sd because you know one year they did without with the s6 right Um, yeah and there was a huge backlash uh, of course but back then i can understand nowadays i'm not sure even people would even notice uh i I don't know too many people that put a micro sd in their phone but no i you know the only thing i have with a micro sd is a nintendo switch 
I mean, it's nice to have. I don't get me wrong, but it's not essential. I'd rather have wireless no. charging before micro SD. Like, oh, anytime. Uh, same. I um, so, agree. so we're looking at when probably we're not sure about little details like that. Um, is there a fingerprint sensor in display then, or how does that work? I've been told that it isn't in display, and I assume it's I, I hope it's on the fingerprint uh, i hope it's on the power button on the side that's what i want i i think it will be it's it'll i because don't on know the chin it's it awkward on the razor you know on the chin it's a little yeah. weird also yeah. if they're with the uh notes you have to put a decent amount of pressure on the fingerprint scanner and yeah. that might not be good on a foldable display no and plus i mean it's already hard enough to make a folding display the last thing you need is to have to embed a in you know in display fingerprint sensor that takes up additional z space you know thickness yeah. um so you know i i, I don't exp i mean honestly if they do what they do with the the fold you know in the and this s10e having it on the side like that i think that's actually going to work out just fine and i don't really think i'm going to be too upset if that's all they do right yeah um what else do we know uh ram storage anything like that uh storage will be likely 256 uh-huh and RAM will probably be 8 gigs. 8, yeah. Well, that sounds... Honestly, the specs are more appealing than the Razer, which is a bummer for, for Moto, because it's they also, still haven't launched... Remember how they were supposed to ship this thing oh, January yeah. 6th or whatever? Yeah, that was That's like, supposed not to happen. ship last week. Yeah. And Oh, but you haven't heard the price yet. Oh. You, oh, yeah. Do you have pricing info for the S20 I, as well? Uh, I, I have pretty good guesses for the S20. So give us your um, guesses first for the Z Flip, so we're still on Z topic Flip. here. So I've seen a couple reports from a couple different places. I haven't heard anything myself, but the reports say 850. So they're going to undercut. Oh my god! It's going to be Moto. about half the price. Poor Moto. I the oh, the Razor's wow. dead if that's true. There's no way anyone. Well, it's not. No, it's not dead because you have to understand. There's a couple of things, Max. You have to understand. I, I agree with you. Like I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's not dead because uh, two things. Verizon number one, and number two, um, we have the diehard. I want a Razor because I had a Razor. People. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's a nostalgia factor that you're going to say, well, you get the same experience with the flip, Z Flip. And I'm like, absolutely. And honestly, I'd put my, I'd put my eggs in the, in the Samsung basket at this point. At that price with those specs, um, even though you know, Samsung has had a few issues with uh, their fold. But, but I, feel, I feel like I'm not that attached to the Razer look and feel, right? Uh, yeah. I, actually, honestly, looking forward to the more modern look and feel of, of a Galaxy design here. But some people are just going to be so stuck on that, you know? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, know if they'll be so stuck on it after they see that price tag. And that's kind of... that's. Remember, that's Max, nobody thinking. buys a phone in the U.S. at full price. That's I think true. It's, I think it's stupid. I don't like it. I'm a big proponent of unlocked phones. You buy the terminal, you pick the network. It's the way it should be. But the American market isn't like that. It has never been for a little while. It looked like it might be. But then now it's subsidies. And if 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 Verizon can subsidize the 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 Razor to be like whatever it is, $16.99 or whatever. I'm just, it's probably less, way, way more than that. But say $50 a month or... $30, $40 a month and and then they don't have the same deal on the flip Z Flip, people are going to buy the Razor. Yeah, that's, you know that's it. fair. They don't care. They're never going to pay full price for that thing ever. Like, Especially Verizon customers. Are you kidding me? Verizon customers don't even know what an unlocked terminal is. That's true. 
Like they don't even know what that they they that they can buy a phone separate from their carrier. They're the worst because Verizon customers have been so locked into CDMA for so long that they don't understand the concept of swapping SIMs. Even it's a shame. That's, I, I am. That, I, I hate to tell yeah. you that because I know it drives you nuts and it drives me nuts and it drives all our listeners nuts because they're all smart people who understand unlock this way to go. But I have to be honest with you right now. If I I'm a T-Mobile customer, right, and I have five G in one of the cities I live in, and I would I would totally like right now spend uh, buy a subsidized OnePlus uh, 70 Pro 5G McLaren, which I have a review unit of right now. But if I was just a customer, I would buy it because. I can't buy it unlocked, number one. I want the 5G, number two. Number three, it's a great phone. And number four, it's on a great carrier. Like, I would do it. I wouldn't care. Why would I pay $900 up front when I can get it tucked onto my plan for like whatever it is, $30 a month? And then I would probably trade it in for something else like six months from now when, you know, when 5G choices are much more, you know, uh, abundant, right? Yeah. I mean, I I can't blame people. I, I, I wish there were a good reason for me to tell them that they should always buy unlocked, but it's getting harder for me to justify telling people that when I see stuff like that. And when I see some of the prices and the deals, like I was, I don't know, I keep seeing these ads for like, you know, buy a Galaxy Note and get one for free. And I'm like, hmm, two Galaxy Notes, not a bad deal, right? Um, But you have to do that subsidized and you deal with all the bloatware and all the blah, blah, blah. And it's a pain in the ass, but hey, you know, talk, talk people out of it. Good luck, you know? Yeah, that's true. But so I don't I, think that's don't game over for the Razer just yet. I think that in the absolute, though, if you're smart, you're probably going to want to buy the Z Flip when you see these specs and the price, right? Yeah, but also the Z Flip is going to launch on a bunch of U.S. carriers, and yeah, I believe it'll launch exclusive. on Verizon as well. Yeah, exactly. So you'll have the choice on Verizon. Yeah. All right. Well, let's switch to the next topic. Uh, thanks for all that ins- insider intel. Really appreciate it. Again, you know, it's, it's really cool that you, are, you have access to this intelligence. It's very nice. And thanks for sharing with the rest of the world. Uh, and, you know, I'll link to most of your stories. I couldn't actually find stories on XDA developers specifically on leaks on the uh, on the Z Flip. So no, if I you have some links, uh, let me know. But I definitely will include all the links to your S10 stuff that you revealed this week in the show notes. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, speaking of 120 hertz displays, uh, OnePlus confirmed to The Verge, uh, Pete Lau was on their podcast. Nice, nice uh, thing to have Pete Lau. Um, I actually was thinking I should uh, ping Carl Pay and see if he wants to be on my show sometime, uh, because I've you know I do this where I have uh, execs from other from companies for the first twenty minutes of my show, and then I have my media guests like you know um, joining that, and then we kind of discuss for the rest of the show. We discuss what the person from the company said. So I'm going to see if I can get uh, uh, Pete, uh, not Pete, because uh, Pete is a little harder to get, but I think Carl to see uh, to to get on the show and talk a little bit about this. But apparently, Pete told The Verge that the one confirmed basically that the one the next one plus the eight series is going to be 120 hertz. So I think we're going into a year of 120 hertz, Max. I think you're right. And Are you happy? A little, but I don't <laughs> like one plus's way of doing it. Like fixed I, rate. I don't like how they're trying to like uh, what interpolate video to make everything 120 uh, hertz. Yeah, yeah. I don't it, like well, that. You can Everything always turn it fine. off, though, right? That's the thing. Yeah, I just don't. It's one of those things where I know like uh, a, a lot of TV manufacturers wanted to add that to their TVs. 
and Hollywood came together to stop them from doing it. Yeah. And I think that was for the better because oh, it's motion, that soap opera that effect. motion blur madness, yeah. Yeah. And <sighs> OnePlus is now just feeding that and it's going to ruin a lot of things for a lot of filmmakers. Well, let's see if they, uh, if we can maybe, since they listen to their audience a lot, we can maybe hope that they have a mode where you can turn it in the settings that when, when video plays, it goes down to the right frame rate. Hopefully. That would be great. But I don't yeah. think I really buy, I mean, personally, I wouldn't buy OnePlus to watch video. Like, no. I mean, I know it's a lot of people Samsung. do. I get it, right? Like, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, you don't buy OnePlus because you're, like, going to spend your whole day watching Netflix on the bus. Like, I don't know. It's not, there's, no, maybe I'm I, wrong. I, maybe I don't understand no, the way of the you're youth. You're 100% right. The youths today. Uh, but, um, I, I mean, for, I'm just excited that we're going to see more 120 hertz phones next year. And it's good to see that Pete confirmed it on the Verges podcast. Uh, I've got some LG G9 rumors. Should we even be excited about that? I'm not sure. I mean, who's um, been excited about an LG phone? Well, I am an audiophile and I appreciate their quad DAC. Um, I think it's nice that not just that they have a headphone jack, I could honestly care less that they just have a headphone jack at this point because, you know, you can get external DACs that are much better quality anyway through USB yeah. Type-C. But I'm more excited that the thing that's built in is really high quality. And so I'm still a bit of a believer. Um, the G8 was weird because there were the G8 and the G8X and then this whole dual screen stuff they've been trying to do. And I felt like the G8 was deficient in some ways and the G8X was deficient in completely other ways and that they, they complemented yeah. their deficiencies in a really kind of like additive kind of way. And it was really, really weird to me that no matter how you cut it, you, you didn't get anything really exciting on either. Um, no. They could have just made one that was better and not two that were kind of half-baked, which is what I feel like they did, you know? Yeah. I have the uh, V50. Uh, I got that as a review unit from LG. Uh -huh. And I am entirely unimpressed by the hardware. And I'm going to be honest, it has sat on a shelf since November. Yeah, I got I've the LG no G8X with the dual screen. I gave it a spin. And this dual screen thing, I mean, I have to say that it was very aggressively priced and the phone itself was kind of okay, but it was also very kind of meh. Like, I, I hate that down, they downgraded the cameras from the original G8 um, by making the pixels smaller and the f-stops worse. So, like, basically they crippled the cameras and, uh, you know, but the display is also uh, 1080p instead. So they kind of cheapened out on some parts, but then the rest of the phone is actually better because it doesn't have that stupid weird front notch with all the time of flight gesture crap. Yeah. So on one way it's better, but on the other way it's just like, ah, uh, you kind of missed the boat. Um, and I never got the V50, although I played with it at MWC last year. But I mean, I had the V40, so I kind of know what to expect. The V50 was really just an upgrade to the V40. Yeah. Uh, I just want LG. I know LG can do better. I just want them to kind of like, you know, they have the money. They're like a big Korean company. They're the number two in Korea. They have resources. They make some of the best OLEDs. They make good, they have good camera. They have good imaging. They, they, their camera stack is solid. Like the G8 non-X, the original, which has a really, had f 1.5 f-stop on the main oh, lens. Wow. And, a, and an f 1.9 ultra wide. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, a lot of people didn't talk about this, but I reviewed the G8 for Geekspin, and the camera on that thing is killer. A lot of people said, oh, it's just generic, feels like a Samsung phone in terms of imaging. 
you did not try hard enough, folks. In low light, that thing kills. Because not only does LG have good imaging and color science, they have, you know, they have good imaging algorithms, they have a really fast lens and large sensors, I mean, in terms of pixel sizes. So the G8X, however, didn't have any of that. They downgraded to case safe costs. But like, I know LG can do it, but where is, like, there's no excitement. There's no, like, they just continue to, th I think LG's big mistake is they never made the transition that Samsung kind of did kick in and screaming and that Apple kind of, forced upon everyone to understand that their customer is not the carriers their customer is you and me yeah lg or never made LG that transition fans. samsung reluctantly slowly made that transition they understand now that they're marketing directly to customers and that the carriers are just an intermediate and that that the carriers should bow to their will um and they have the might to do that yeah but LG was never able to develop that mic because LG never tried and never understood that the customer is not the carrier. The customer is me and you. And Apple taught everyone that. The US market needed to understand that. And LG's just tracking along going, yeah, we're going to make another phone for you, AT&T. It's going to be called the LG G8X and it's going to have the dual screen and it's going to be downgraded in specs because we have to save money. And in the meantime, it's more matte, more beige, more blah. You know, basically, it's yeah. I've just never. I've. It's hard to get excited about an LG phone. It's hard, and so we don't know too much. No. But I mean, it's probably five G, probably the eight sixty five, probably or seven sixty five. Who knows? Oh um, yeah, that's. I mean, the seven sixty five is the chip I'm really excited about this year. Yeah. You know, a lot of Chinese phones have seven hundred series uh, chips. As uh, the seven thirty was very popular, I have an Oppo. Uh, what is the Reno 2 with 730G? And it's a great phone. Uh, the uh, 710, I played that on, on another Oppo phone, the R17 Pro earlier this last year, about a year ago. Uh, and again, it was basically almost the same performance as the 8 series counterpart for less money. And the gaming is really, uh, on the 730G, the gaming is really almost equivalent to the 855. So, uh, not a bad deal for a little bit of saving of money. And the 765G is significant on 765 non-G as well because they have integrated 5G. You do not require a separate modem with more power consumption and all that stuff, right? So it's a yeah. big deal to me. And I think that is the chip I want to see in more devices in the US next year because we don't all need 800 series chips, okay? We do not. Like, trust me on this. You don't need it. It's so, nice to have it, but you don't need it. You don't need it for the average person. Gamers, yes. Um, super premium flagships like the Note 20 and the S20 Ultra, yes. But like even, I would argue that even like something like the the S20 Non Plus should be perfectly fine as 765, honestly. Like there's no reason that needs anything. I would, I would say if they did that and they didn't lower the price to 600, that the essentially tech media would rip them apart for not. But they, that, that's but that's chip. my point. They should lower the price to six hundred. But if you look around, hello, iPhone eleven is eating everybody's lunch at seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay, but they like, would rather release an, a good A series at six hundred or. But nobody buys A series of, in the U.S. Nobody knows A series in the U.S. People want flagship, and so that's why I kind of think that they could match or beat or get close to the S to the iPhone eleven in terms of price like 650 undercut it by 50 bucks they need an s20 ultra like that or sorry an s20 light s20 light at 600 make it 765g with built-in 5g 
and honestly i could see them doing that if they, and since no, no millimeter wave like just mid and low band you know just that's all you need like yeah but verizon's the only one really doing millimeter wave yeah and at this point well technically simo has it and at&t have it as well but they're not yeah, but really the, that yeah widespread honestly i think the meat of the market the thing that's going to really change the game in the u.s this year is subs is sub six low band uh i've been experiencing on my on my uh one plus on timo and honestly i'm now getting signal that's usable signal in places where i could barely get lt and and it's not like it's not megabits, okay? Uh, sorry, it's it's not gigabit. I get it. I don't care though, because now I can get a solid hundred megabits per second on one bar in the back of a basement where I could get no four G before. Okay, that's that's a game changer for people. That's what yeah, matters. It it's not the two gigabits per second line of sight you get. Oh, look, I'm on a block with millimeter wave. My battery is like smoking hot and my, you know, my phone is dying. But hey, I could say I downloaded a film in two seconds. Like nobody cares. Yeah. People want practical. And that's why the 765, I think, makes is a game changer there because it's cheaper, much more power efficient because it's integrated and it gives you almost yeah. the same performance as 8 series. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. But I think... In the American market is weird because you know people again buy subsidized. They don't care about the final price of the phone. It, they care about for them, price. it's just like it, the difference between an S10 Plus and a Note 10 Plus or whatever, or like say an S10 and an like currently like an S10e yeah. and an S10 Plus. It's like is three dollars like a month. Three dollars a month. It's like a it, you can barely buy an espresso for this in San Francisco. Okay, like you're not gonna care. Um, so I think that that's why we're seeing them put eight series chips and everything but at the same time i question do we really need that because do the, does the average mom and pop that walk into a verizon store care that it has a 765 or an 865 nope will they notice those the are also the people to buy iphones nope. well that's true but they there's a lot of people who don't buy iphones because they're not in that ecosystem and they're in the galaxy that's ecosystem, true. right so and yeah. i see people out there i hate to say this this makes me cringe i'm gonna hurt myself for saying it but i see people using bixby out there Oh. Cars. oh, because they don't know anything better. They have never really learned about like they probably have Alexa at home and then they have Bixby on their phone. And it's terrible. I feel sorry for them. They're such a poor. That that's such a. There's such a, a lack experience. of education. I was uh, at my local deli yesterday and I ordered a sandwich and I talked to my you know my deli person who I've known for almost twenty years because I've lived in the same neighborhood in SF for twenty years. And she's like, you have a Tesla? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, are those electric? And I'm like, really? Oh. Really? Like, I, I love you. You make me good sandwiches. You're a smart woman. You work really hard. But how do you not know? How do you? Like, I can understand that you may be confused that you think it's a hybrid. Maybe. You know, but like, how? You live in San Francisco. How do you not know? Ow, ow, my, 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 you hurt me in my special place. And, and it's like, it's like the same thing with phones, Max. Like the amount of misinformation out there is just rampant and gross, you know? Yeah. I've, I've brought my Galaxy Fold out in public a lot. I, that's my daily driver at the moment. And I have people saying to me, um, oh, how did you get that phone? I thought that was canceled. No one should be able to have that. <laughs> If someone wants, I was at a restaurant and someone won, the owner was uh, concerned that it was going to catch on fire because he didn't know <laughs> why it was canceled. Oh, or, because uh, they delayed. probably thought it was a Note 7. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, so all we know about this LG G9 is it has a headphone jack and the quad back and not too much else. I just thought I'd just like squeeze it in there because, um, you know, there were also rumors I didn't put in the show notes of a Galaxy, not Galaxy, of a Sony Xperia 5 Ultra or something. Some, yeah, the, some the high-end version of the 5, which I presumably, I guess, would replace the Xperia 1 then because yeah. I like the 5 better than the 1, honestly. I have um, the one, and the fingerprint scanner is horrible, so I don't. The five use it. is really, honestly, get a five. It's actually a really joyful little phone. It's everything yeah. you love about a one without everything you hate about the one. That being, it's not as big. The battery life is better because it doesn't have to drive that stupid, crazy resolution. And the cameras have been improved, even though physically they're exactly physically hardware identical cameras. They are better because the software is better on them. I do have to say the software is pretty bad on it's the It's pretty Xperia. surprising. I, yeah. I was kind of going to dismiss that phone, and then I was like, ha, huh, what a breath of fresh air. So, yes, I will put a link to this. There is rumors of an Xperia 5 Ultra that is a bigger Xperia 5, which I presumably will deprecate and succeed the Xperia 1. And the one design thing about that phone, it has squared off edges. Of course it does. It's flat edges, and I love that. I love flat edges. I like square phones, too. They're pretty cool. It reminds me of the iPad Pro, a small, like tall iPad Pro. And that's yeah, great. although I kind of feel like Razer went a little too far with the squareness. Oh, know? yeah, 100%. Uh, it's like almost a weapon. You can hurt people with that phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's see what else we got on the topics. Oh, iPhone 9 leaks. This is important. The iPhone 9 is going to be a very important phone. If it comes out for 399 and it has the same, let's say for a second, it has the same processor and rear camera, single rear camera, as the main camera on the 11, and it has the same processor as the 11, and it's the size of an iPhone 8, which is what all the rumors have been pointing at, and still has the old interface. You wouldn't believe how many people I know that are iPhone users, including my spouse who has an iPhone SE and it can't wait to upgrade, um, is waiting for a phone with a fingerprint reader from, um, uh, with, with, uh, you know, uh, what is it called? Uh, They have a name on Apple. What is it? Touch Touch ID. ID. Yeah, with phone touch ID, because they don't want they they don't like the the gestures and they don't want to get used to them yet. And not only that, but three ninety nine. I if you can give me iPhone eleven performance with less battery and you know even if I lose the ultra wide at that price, that phone is killer. Think about it: sixty frames per second rear video on the rear at four K. Yeah, there, you don't get that, that for three ninety nine be... on an Android phone, right? You don't get yeah. that at all for three ninety nine on an Android phone. So. Um, I, there's one Android phone I know of that does it, and that's the K20 Pro. Yeah, well, the K20 Pro is not in the same league in terms of video. I, I love that phone. Oh, yeah. I think it's one of the best phones 2019. It's actually in my top five. But I just don't feel like it's competitive with the iPhone in terms of video. In the the only one that's competitive is Samsung, and their phones with that level are $1,000. Correct. So are you excited about the iPhone 9? Kind of. I feel like it's an outdated design, but it's going to sell very well. It's and as a tech like person, I'm not a fan because it's outdated. No, no. But it's going to sell well. All these poor iPhone SE users out there, like my spouse, they're dying for a small phone with a fingerprint reader. If they can get these specs that we have in the 11 today, I think that's a good move for Apple and for their ecosystem. Yeah. I, that's all. It is. You know? It is. I, I hear you. It's not our phone, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I bought an 11. I finally caved in and bought an 11 in December. And I finally used it at CS as my main phone for video. And it's changing the game for me. 
Like having, this is the killer combo that I have in my pocket because I have to return the uh, McLaren phone. So it's no longer my daily driver. The killer killer combo in my pocket is the uh, Pixel 4 XL and the iPhone 11 non-pro. And the reason for that is if I need ultra wide, I've got it on the iPhone. It's really good. If I need video, I've got it on the iPhone. It's really, really good. And if I want to use the zoom and have a main camera, I have the Pixel 4. In fact, the main camera is a toss. I can use both of them. They're pretty good. For zoom, you have to go Pixel. Oh, for zoom, you have to go Pixel. But but basically, as an Android user, that gives me everything I want. Like, yeah. it is... It is the best combo right now. If you're a power user, I highly recommend this two, you know, two punch combo. Like if you can afford it, oh, yeah. do it. It's killer. I also traded in my iPhone 10 that I bought two years ago for and got $400 for that back. So I really paid $300 for that iPhone 11. That's a and really good price. It is a steal. Even though uh, I did lose whatever it was, I still paid $1,000 for an iPhone 10 two years ago. So I only got... I still spend $600 on that iPhone 10 originally. Right? Yeah. I never got that back. But hey, you know, uh, I like this trading program that Apple has. It's very smooth. It works well. I was surprised. I, I was a little hesitant, you know, because like, oh, I don't know. Are they going to give me my four my $400 back? You know, and they did. Well, it yeah. was a min condition, so I don't. I Apple's don't pretty good at that. Yeah. You know who's even better at trading values? Who? Samsung. They offer $600. Really? When, wow. So when that S20 comes out, you can trade yeah. an S10e for $600. That's interesting. I did not realize they even did that. They have, they, they double their trade in prices, pretty much double it uh, whenever a new phone comes out, just to try to get as many people to get it as possible. Interesting. Um, a couple of last, last minute items I want to just add to this whole madness because they're really CS announcements that I just didn't get to pack in last week. And I think they, they are kind of significant. The first one is that MediaTek launched a second cheaper 5G SOC. So uh, another chip with built-in 5G uh, called the MediaTek Dimensity 800. Uh, as you know, they launched a MediaTek Dimensity 1000, their flagship um, you know, chip that basically can compete with 800 series uh, chips from uh, from Qualcomm. They launched that in November uh, or early December, can't remember. And the yeah. 800 is basically a there's kind of their 765 equivalent. Yeah. Um, and or, or maybe the thousand is 765, and then this is more like a 665 with. <laughs> you know, with 5G built in. But it's exciting yeah. because, you you know, in the US, this doesn't matter too much. But in markets where mostly it's low-band and mid-band 5G, where price is really critical, um, MediaTek has always been a very strong competitor with Qual to Qualcomm in those markets because they make chi chips that are more affordable and very close uh, in terms of, very good in terms of performance for their money. Um, and so, and now very close to Qualcomm's offering. So this is very exciting that they have a new, more foldable, and basically they're, they're really serious about this integrated 5G SOC thing is my takeaway, you know? I completely agree. It's MediaTek, I've pretty much ignored They're them kind of killing it right now, year. honestly. Yeah, I feel I've like- I've ignored them till this year, and this year I can't. It, they've, been killing it with their processors and like everything yeah and their phones too like those phone processor now i could see companies like oneplus with the oneplus 8 Lite. they could probably throw in the totally thousand into there even samsung and some a series might throw in some of those and i 
wouldn't knock him for it like I would have a couple years ago. And, you know, just to have a point of reference, folks, uh, this is what predates all these new chips. But I've been playing with the Reno 2 from, from Oppo, which has a Snapdragon 8, uh, sorry, Snapdragon 730G. And I've simultaneously, side by side, been playing with the Oppo Reno 2Z, which is pretty much exactly the same phone with the Helio P90, which until now was the highest chip that MediaTek made. And frankly, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. The In fact, I would say that for images, the MediaTek image processing seemed surprisingly a touch better to me than... Now, you have to understand this is also including Oppo's camera app, right? So I'm comparing Oppo hardware, uh, similar hardware, similar sensors, similar lenses, uh, similar uh, camera apps, and who knows exactly how Oppo is doing their image processing. And But Oppo is very good. Their cameras have been really solid for a while now. Yeah, they have. So, so I feel like... I've putting them side by side, I found that the MediaTek in some in in some cases um stumbled, but in most cases I would say uh seemed to come out a bit ahead of what they were doing on the Snapgram Dragon version of the phone. So I think that if that gets applied to the Dimensity chips, these two chips from MediaTek, uh, we're going to see some very competitive offerings from Oppo, Vivo, OnePlus, the BBK group in general, and probably from other players. Uh, like Xiaomi for sure. Xiaomi for sure. I was just going to say that. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some uh, some or more of these chips in the US with the low and mid-band 5G proliferating, especially in the prepaid uh, or mid range. There's very little mid range in the US because everybody buys subsidized and they yeah. can they don't care about buying high end phones because it's Pixel a monthly 3 payment. Is basically it. But what I'm thinking might happen is uh, well, there's Moto G series. I could see a Moto That's G true. with a Dimensity 800 chip in it. Uh, but I feel like Moto has such a strong relationship with Qualcomm that we probably are going to see a 765G yeah. first. But that's too expensive. That makes it. That makes it a Moto Z, you know, not a Moto G anymore. Yeah, and, and I think so it definitely throw it into the G. But I would love to see, like, I, what I really think we need from Qualcomm, and I hope they're going to announce in the next few months, is a 665 5G. A, a 6 Series 5G integrated SoC that competes directly with the, the uh, Dimensity 800 and that can kind of, like, bring us a Moto G 5G that only works on low band and mid band, right? Like, th- there's yeah. no millimeter here. The, the feeling I get is that Qualcomm is so invested in millimeter that it's going to be hard for them to to make a chip that doesn't support millimeter, right? It's Especially when Verizon is going to breeze down their throat going, what do you mean you're making a Moto G 5G that doesn't support millimeter? Millimeter, millimeter! And Verizon, we love you, but you know what? Millimeter is great. As I said, terror, gigabits per second speeds is lovely for a minute, but what we want is coverage and yeah. usable speeds in tricky areas that 4G right now is is missing, you know, missing out on. And that's what the low band and the mid band are bringing us. So the reality is that if you look in the low end like of the market, it's it's all about it's all about low band 5G. Uh and the, finally because we're running out of time, I want to quickly mention that uh there is I was at CS as well, obviously looking at Honor and Huawei, they had a booth there. Um of course nothing new in the booth really per se, but Honor had a briefing with us and showed us a, a laptop, a new laptop called the Magic Book, which is basically very similar to Huawei's uh, laptops, and a Magic Watch 2, which is very similar to the Watch GT 2, 
that uh, Huawei launched earlier. So the Magic yeah. Watch 2, it was actually pretty hot and sexy and came in two sizes. And and so what, what Honor and Huawei have done with the Watch GT and the Magic Watch is that they've taken the guts from their their high-end um, step trackers. They're basically their, their fitness devices, their bands, and... Uh, which is really good on battery life and has lots of features, including like uh, continuous heart rate sensing and uh, continuous sleep sensing, all kinds of like really, I use a, a Huawei band for sleep tracking and it's really awesome. Um, and good. they've taken all this technology, put it in a smartwatch. So it's not really a smartwatch in the sense it doesn't have apps like, like uh, Wear OS or like an Apple watch would, but it has notifications and it has basically watch faces and all these really great uh, fitness and health tracking features on a watch yeah. that lasts you two weeks on a charge. That the battery life is insane. Right. Going so that's the killer. Smartwatch, yeah. Going off pure smartwatch usability, I've come to the realization there are really only two good ones to buy off of what yes. I've used: the Apple Watch and the Samsung watches. Yeah, I agree. I'm wearing a Samsung watch during the day because I like to have a bit better experience and more more, more in-depth experience on my wrist. But I wear that Magic, yeah. uh, not Magic, that Huawei band uh, at night just for my sleep tracking because it's lighter yeah. and thinner and smaller oh, that than is bulky Samsung watch. It looks like an insane fitness band and that competes yeah. very well with fit yeah and so the magic watch gives you that in a watch form factor and i think so that's very exciting the magic book looks super sexy had this uh really cool uh, beveled edges that were anodized blue aluminum on a oh, silver wow. device it was very hot um i i'll try to post some photos to my instagram i have such a glut of photos left from cs that i haven't posted so expect a big dump at some point in the next few days of a bunch of cs leftover photos including those of uh, the honor products so kudos to honor for in huawei for actually still being at cs after all the insanity uh, <laughs> uh yeah oh, we yeah. like we like to see that so uh that's it, folks. I think uh, we've wrapped it up in terms of topics. Uh, Max, do you want to tell people where on the internet they can find you, like Twitter handle, like obviously pitched XDA forums and all that? Yeah. So I work for XDA developers. Uh, I'm one of their writers focusing mainly on Samsung. So if you guys go to XDA developers, we've got a huge forums of like anything you could possibly want to do with software ever. We've got essentially everything on there. And then you'll probably see me, uh, if you're going anytime soon, covering anything Samsung. And then uh, I also make videos for the XDA TV YouTube channel. So you'll cool. see me on there sometimes. And uh, my Twitter is Max Weinbach. But the handle is spelled M-A-X-W-I-N-E-B-A-C-H because Twitter doesn't deactivate unused accounts. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Do you have an Instagram? I do. It is uh, M Weinbach. So M W E I N B A C H. Well, there you go, folks. Please follow Max on the various socials. Definitely, you should get your dose of XDA developers uh, news every day and videos because they're kick ass folks over there. Uh, obviously, they're giving us all this crazy insider info on the Galaxy S20 right now. Max is through his uh, contacts and, and sources. So, this is exciting. And more importantly, it's a great source. There's a forum, which I mentioned, which is a really great source of uh, all kinds of discussions. If you're looking for custom ROMs and stuff, I mean, 
XDA. I don't think I have to introduce XDA to my audience. They know who you guys are. How could they not? Uh, you know where to find me on the internet, folks. I'm at Tankerl. That's T-N-K-G-R-L. Like the comic book character without the vowels. So Tankerl is my handle on Twitter. If you want to talk to me about the podcast, do it on Twitter. Instagram is where you'll find the, some pretty photos of phones. Also pretty photos taken with phones. Same handle. And there is a YouTube channel to go with a podcast. If you search in YouTube for Mobile Tech Podcasts, you'll find the YouTube channel. Also exciting, we started. I started a second channel today, yesterday, whenever it was. There's a lot of devices that get sent to me that are not core, like, you know, things that I'm really into. But uh, my producer really likes these things, like lifestyle products and health and well-being products. And we're going to review them or mention them or show them on this second channel called Mobile Tech More. So it's a new channel. We're starting it. Uh, and so check that out, Mobile Tech More. So you can search for that on YouTube as well. Mobile Tech Podcast is the main YouTube channel, though. And then if you stumbled on this show by accident and you're like, hey, you know, I like this show, I want to subscribe, then you should do that. We're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, search for Mobile Tech Podcast or my handle, Tank Girl. Uh, also, you can go to mobiletechpodcast.com. There's an RSS feed there if you're old school and you want to put that in your preferred podcatching app, you can do that. And then uh, finally, I want to thank our sponsor, audible.com. Audible has been with us almost since the beginning. And if you like books, you ought to check out Audible because Audible is the place to go to listen to books. If for some reason you're a delivery driver, you drive all day and you're going on a long road trip crossing the US and you need something to listen to, they've got you covered. They have a lot of choices, a lot of books. A lot of them are read by the authors. It's really kick ass. I think you should check it out. And the reason you should is because if you do click on the link in the show notes below, which I'll give you in a second verbally, you can support the podcast. So even if you decide to not stay with Audible long term, you will support the podcast if you try it out for free for 30 days. 30 day free trial, you get to keep a book at the end and Audible's got you covered. The URL is audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. It's also in the show notes. Please consider if you're not already using Audible, supporting the podcast by clicking through and uh, doing your 30-day free trial. Stay if you like it, leave if you don't, but we appreciate you supporting the show and we appreciate Audible supporting the show by giving us this sponsored opportunity. So thanks to Audible. And again, thanks to you, Max, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course. Really enjoyed being on it. Yeah, we'll have you on again for sure. Uh, maybe there'll be more crazy leaks and rumors. You never know. It's the entire universe that we live in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, stay tuned. We'll have another show next week. And until then, cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.